Welcome to Love Amped, an exploration of healing others through healing ourselves. Check out loveamped.com for additional resources and support. Blast into self-love, the journey to revolutionizing your inner world. The online course by Seth Pearson of Love Amped is available now at loveamped.com. In this program, you will evolve to a fully self-compassionate version of yourself by identifying and growing in self-love areas that have been holding you back for years, maybe even your entire life. We will learn about the concepts surrounding emotions and how to address those emotions through journaling and self-reflection. We will face our fears to transmute them into positive thought patterns that stick for life. All this in 15 easy-to-understand sections with videos, journaling, and exercises for you to try at home. Blast in to self-love. The journey to revolutionizing your inner world. The online course by Seth Pearson of Love Amped is available now at loveamped.com. Love Amped. What up, Ampers, and welcome back to Love Amped. I'm your host, Seth Pearson, and this week we're talking with Taylor Haddon, the up-and-coming medicine woman from Tacoma, Washington. We'll be talking about her experience with body dysmorphic disorder, how unresolved trauma has shown up in her intimate relationships, and what she's doing now to live a life of abundance. So buckle up and enjoy the ride, my friends. Taylor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor Haddon. How did how did this happen? Wait, Taylor. Wait, did we just hit a time machine? Like, did we just fast forward or like go back? Like, I can't tell. Like, it's been three and a half years. What have you been up to? What? How, Taylor. How did? How? Tell me real quick. How did we meet? Um, well, now I, I remember because you reminded me, but yeah, um, at a rave. <laughs> yeah, it was a resolution, I think, going into 2016. Um, and I, I was filling up my water bottle and I just remember saying, I was like, hey, how's the night going? Because we were both filling it up. And uh, you're like, well, you know, it's going okay. Except, you know, one of my friends like not doing so well. And I was with my friend Wade. And uh, you asked if we would talk to your friend to like help him through a tough time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you I remember, remember that? that part. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, oh my gosh. And so that was really great. And, uh, and that was, I mean, I talked to him for a little bit. And you also like helped us have a really great night. That was like the beginning of uh, Wade and I meeting up that night and having like a really awesome time. So that was a really, it was a very precise moment for me that night. Um, and uh, then, I mean, Taylor, you're here three and a half uh, years later because you've been doing some pretty inspirational things. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> um, Taylor, how, I mean, to me, you're kind of a, like a, a motivator, um, uh, a healer and a kind of a, kind of a medicine woman to me. I, I know. <laughs> has anyone ever told you that? Um, 
I mean, yeah, I guess. To an, yeah, it's something I feel like I'm still like cultivating and uh, waking up within myself. Mm-hmm. But when was yeah. kind of the first time you you kind of uh, saw that? Um, just through my own personal healing. Uh, and I mean, I've always been like throughout my life, I've always had a theme of like people just sharing like their life story with me, like right when I meet them. And I never really like, it was just so normal for me that I didn't really, you know, like it didn't phase me. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like, as I got older, I realized that that's not true for everyone. Like people just like, just open up to me in certain ways, like pretty quickly. And I just kind of noticed that, um, yeah, that theme, and then that kind of, you know, triggered new, like, learning new knowledge about, like, where that stems from, and, or, like, why people might be doing that, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, and, yeah, anyway, so, I just, through my own personal healing, and from my experiences with other people, I just started having this, like, realization that, wow, I think I, I really am here to like support and, um, you know, uplift and help elevate people, uh, and help, help, um, like offer spaces and guidance in healing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think that like everyone has, has their own journey of healing and, you know, I mean, people can be healers, but ultimately, like, we're our own healer, and so, you know, I would never be like, oh, I'm healing someone, but, um, (laughs) because that comes from, you know, the person, but, um, but I think that, like, you know, I'm here to be of assistance, and, Mm -hmm. like, of offering um, spaces, and just uh, resources of Heal, accessing healing. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> a facilitator, a facilitator. Yeah, facilitator. Of, of Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, it seem it's it's very apparent to me, kind of just uh, what you've been posting recently, and I even uh, attended your workshop last night, which we'll talk more about. Um, that being disconnected from yourself and your body seems to be a very big theme for you. Mm-hmm. And when, when did you kind of notice that you were disconnected and when did, how did you start to reconnect with yourself? Hmm. Um, well, I mean, so disconnection from, um, my body had been a theme of my, my, most of my life. Um, and there was an event that occurred around like 2017, 2018, um, that really was like a catalyst for a lot of my transformation, but, um, and, and recognizing these things about myself that needed these like deep wounds that needed healing. But Mm -hmm. leading up to that, um, most of my life I suffered from, um, body dysmorphia, which is, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like basically just, seeing your like literally seeing yourself whether it's like an image of yourself or in the mirror or just how you are physically like looking at your body or feeling your body you just it's like morphed it's Mm -hmm. it's either totally 
not accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very like self harm, negative self talk. This is just my experience with it. Um, and yeah, just a lot of like, um, really harmful, you know, mental behaviors. And then that leads to self sabotaging behaviors. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that would be like my major disconnect, but I didn't even really know I would like, I knew it was, I was aware of it, but I didn't mm -hmm. know where it stemmed from what I needed to do to heal it and that, um, other people also experience this too. Like this yeah. is a very like common thing yeah. with people. Could you give some examples of those, um, uh, kind of, uh, negative self-talk patterns and maybe some parts of yourself that, that were kind of, you were experiencing this more maybe. Yeah. Just being really like really harsh on my, my physical appearance. Um, really like disconnected from that there's so much more than just our physical appearance um so like very attached to like um like how i looked how i how other people perceived how i looked mm -hmm. um what my like weight you know was mm. like um just comp lots of comparisons to like other body images and so yeah, that would be reflected if I wasn't being upheld, like in my mind, if I wasn't um, upheld to those standards, I would just be really down on myself. It would prevent me from like, you know, going in, out and socializing or, mm. um, and there was a point in my life too, where I was just like extremely unhealthy. I was extremely overweight, um, mm. just like not, and I wasn't like, I wasn't happy physically um with the performance of my body like i just wasn't like being healthy like mm -hmm. not just by appearance but um just like internally too all of it so um anyway so it was like uh i forgot what i was gonna say but. Of, of of uh in the realm of uh patterns of negative self-talk yeah, like so, an actual oh, yeah. like so sentence going, like boom yeah oh boom. oh yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah i don't know i don't like it's hard to say an actual sentence, but it would just be like, just not like it was just down, like just mm -hmm. not nice. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just like, you know, I'd focus on things that, um, imperfections about my physical appearance, mm -hmm. you know, or I just literally could not see myself. Like it was, so it was it really, was it was just like, just like multiple fogged. points, like all, like if you looked yeah. in the mirror, it'd be like, whoa like overall like that point that point that point that yeah point. yeah like, yeah there's like, like this a, little thing yeah here, yeah this yeah little thing. exactly like you mentioned in your post recently like you yeah. like you knocked your nose on the <laughs> bar i see it right now you feel like this it's little healing. spot it's and like healing really well it's actually. healing really yeah. well yeah and um and uh it's and you said like this in the past would have mm, been something that yeah. you would have focused on yeah like yeah for sure i mean yeah because it had like the first day it happened it was like dent like it was like <laughs> I was like there's like a chunk of my nose gone like I'm good. I don't know if that's good I don't I think I might yeah. just have this like thing in the middle of my face forever and like yeah. whatever like I have to deal with that but yeah. um it just yeah was like a reflection of just there's you know other there's people with you know really severe disabilities and you know every day they they cultivate like self-love for themselves and it isn't you know comes from so much more than our physical form and mm -hmm. um yeah in if that had happened in the past it would have been like i think um a lot more challenging to deal with and yeah, yeah. just 
yeah, I was just so hard on myself. And, and, and so, like, you also mentioned, like, how it would uh, uh, affect how you took care of yourself, and then it would mm-hmm. kind of make you in a state of, like, you knew, like, you were overweight, like, in, a, in an unhealthy way for yourself. Yeah. Um, would it be that... Um, that kind of seeing yourself in this way was more of like a like a self hatred thus like i'm useless like i'm not worthy of like even a healthy lifestyle kind yeah of stuff. yeah it was yeah that self-sabotage and it it really was like um because my confidence was so low mm-hmm. uh I wouldn't go after like, you know, things I really desired or, or certain goals because I just like, I did not have the confidence, um, in place to like, you know, connect with certain people Mm -hmm. or put myself out there in certain ways. Um, like it just affected so much in my life. Mm Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, And then I just would notice like, you know, like those behaviors just lead to like more, you know, because it all stems from within me, because I don't have, I didn't have, um, like, self-worth at the time, or, like, a higher Mm -hmm. self-worth, then I was, like, attracting people who also matched that, so it was just, like, people and circumstances, and, like, you know, what I was putting in my body, because, you know, if you're, like, depressed, you know, you, it's easier to grab, like, you know, this junk food rather than like, you know, go make this like more high vibrational meal for yourself or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's just like, I was just stuck in this pattern of like toxic self harm and Mm -hmm. habits and Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it sounds like also with, uh, those people that you would be attracting that were also kind of in that, uh, kind of negative headspace, um, how, or, or maybe was there kind of a, a, example of a relationship that was uh this person was a very healthy like individual to have in your life but the self-sabotage kind of like ended that relationship or dampened it um i mean i definitely like don't get me wrong i had like a you know i've had amazing people in my life throughout Mm -hmm. my life no matter what and um you know i've still you know you know cultivated you know positive healthy experiences but just yeah the way I just like moved about everything I just felt like was like more ingenuine or I was like hiding like from this these like truths or (laughs) or I'd be in situations where um I felt like my judgment of others was like way more amplified I Mm. and I didn't want it to be like I knew I was like I don't want to judge these people but it was like this conditioning um really deep within me and it just came from self i mean it stemmed from self-judgment and it was just like reflected on these people but um yeah so i mean i definitely had like struggled with like romantic relationships because um you know and i mean i think those relationships would have ended regardless like they just weren't um you know they weren't serving me past certain points but I definitely, like, there were, like, toxic habits that I had towards mm-hmm. myself that then reflected onto that, like, relationship. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know. If, it might yeah. be helpful for certain people to hear kind of, like, some of one of those actions were. So, mm-hmm. like, can potentially, if uh, someone can see that in themselves and kind of bring awareness. Yeah. Um, 
Well, one thing was like I had a relationship where I just felt like it was really easy for me to just like constantly point out like negatives in the other person or like constantly um, like show dissatisfaction with things and just like kind of like nitpick or like pick apart mm -hmm. the other person. Um, and yeah, like just, yeah, I mean, and you know, so, and I mean, yeah, like sometimes it would come as like, you know, verbal abuse, not like, you know, not like, I don't know how to explain it. Just, just not healthy things and yeah. not things that I would ever want to, like now I would never want to like say to another person, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just, I recognize that it just stemmed from an unhappiness within mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the time in that relationship and not recognizing all of these things, yeah, it's just like, it's, it comes kind of out as like blame on the other person of like, yeah. Oh, this person isn't good enough or this person yeah. isn't doing this thing that I want them to do. And, and you know, I'm kind of like, it felt kind of like we're in this thing. We're like trapped in this thing, codependent, don't know how to get out. Mm -hmm. So we're going to like, just kind of keep going in this like toxic cycle. And I'm just going to, you know, like, yeah, just not yeah. treat them and how they deserve to be treated. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, uh, I can totally see how getting trapped in that cycle of, of, of nitpicking or of blaming of, of things that it's, it's, it's not this, it doesn't sound like a collaborative effort on potentially communicating, um, like more wants or needs, like yeah. in like maybe a, a much more compassionate way. There's like, uh, cause the, it, in the simplest experience that like everyone can relate to, like, uh, like someone doesn't do the dishes right away yeah. or something. Uh, and it's like, oh, this person always never does the dishes right away. You never do the dishes. Duh. Duh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, instead of potentially the compassionate way of, like, maybe I notice that, like, the dishes aren't done very, very quickly right away or something like that. And I could be like, oh, like, are you open to, like, doing the dishes, like, yeah. uh, um, like maybe sooner than... Uh, after being using them or something like that it, it that like that languaging right away doesn't come from like this blame place of like yeah. oh my gosh like I'm harboring resentment it's just yeah. like oh I noticed like oh would you be open to this like and um it's like not uh potentially like holding the person in this way of like they can't I see them in this way and it's negative and they can't escape it like yeah. it's just like oh that's a that's a behavior like, let's see if we can work on that behavior together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah, like, I'm glad you're able to see that, like, where the, it stems from this idea that the dissatisfaction from within. Yeah. Um, then is externalized <laughs> yeah. and put on to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so <laughs> that sounded like that leaded, um, as you were kind of, uh, and, and during this time in with um, uh, the body dysmorphic uh, disorder, um, was there anything that was helping um, until this like moment you said in 2017, 2018? Like what was, what would, what would kind of be the, maybe the, the coping or the band-aids or something like that? Um, 
I mean, I just was like, I just was pretty unaware of what it was. Like I just mm -hmm. hadn't uh, had, um, I, you know, after that recognition of it, I started seeing a therapist and I mean, there are other events and catalysts and, um, you know, healing that came into my life, uh, that opened my eyes to it. But, um, I just feel like I was just, um, like unequipped to mm -hmm. like handle it or, um, transform it. And, um, Oh, uh, just that, yeah, if, if anything that was, like, in the, the realm of, like, a Band-Aid or sort of oh, helping, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. sounds like going to oh, therapy yeah. and some other yeah. transformative um, experiences have been super, have been helpful, yeah, and so, but that was still leading up till uh, yeah. 2017, 2018. Yeah, so the Band-Aids would, I think, just be, like, any sort of escapism, so... Mm -hmm. For me, um, like food was a really big one, mm -hmm. like eating my feelings and, yeah, yeah. um, and, uh, like sex with, mm -hmm. um, you know, seeking out love through sexual connection and seeking out, um, love through a romantic partner, you know, mm -hmm. versus like cultivating that for myself. And then, you know, finding a relationship that just adds quality to it. Mm -hmm. Um, nice. but yeah. And then also like partying, uh, I went through a phase where I was doing like cocaine and <laughs> Taylor had a cocaine phase, everyone. <laughs> and yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm like, yeah, cocaine, no, <laughs> bad. Um, so, so yeah, I don't just, you know, like just not doing the work within, just escapism through, mm -hmm. you know, just always trying to like find happiness in these other things. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and cocaine is not a place to find <laughs> happiness. I, I have learned. That's... <laughs> I mean, sometimes That's what I, hear. That's I mean, what I it can. It's this, happy though. at first, but um, also. I'm just, I've also uh, I have kind of dated someone that had a cocaine addiction. Oh my for, God. So I've, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that <laughs> firsthand. It's oh, very very lucky that I never. Uh, still to this day, and don't plan on doing cocaine. But uh, oh my God. Um, did, did you kind of like, you kind of mentioned like finding that love, like through sexual connection. Did you then kind of like put, um, did you, do you believe like your, uh, view on like sex was skewed kind of at that point then? Oh, for sure. Like hundred percent. Mm -hmm. I mean, just my, my, yeah, just, I mean, I think just the way I viewed relationships in general was completely skewed and. I mean, a lot of, like, that all stems from childhood yeah. upbringing and my relationship with my parents and, you know, yeah. and their relationship and, um, but yeah, so, yeah. Would you find yourself, um, cause I've been learning more about the different, um, how trauma can affect others in relationships and I read that there is, uh, you know, one of the ways that trauma can show up in relationships is this idea of being um, uh, rejected, then re, like, accepted or, like, taken back. Or, mm, like, by the this, same person. Yeah, like, over yeah. and over again. Like, mm -hmm. creating that, like, conflict cycle, that rupture. And, um, yes. Which, which I'm not saying that rupture can't be, a like, a thing 
in a healthy relationship, like if something, there's like a catalyst for something that needs to change, like, and then people come back together. Not saying that, but like that there's this rapid cycling kind of experience. Yeah, that was like the theme of a lot of my relationships. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look at that. We got it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And it's not good. It's not healthy for either person, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I was, I mean, the people I was with too were also, you know, they were also repeating these, like, that was, you know, a pattern for them too. So it's like, you know, something we both like, you know, it was just mm-hmm. that, it's that codependency and just, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just, it's just, it's just, it's just so wild. It's, it's always amazing. I'm just amazed at how far I and others can come once they, and I have like committed to the, the path yeah. of healing. It can be, it can be so, so much faster than you think. <laughs> um, uh because it's been blowing my mind that's for sure yeah it really can be like rapid you can make rapid progress and but then there's also for me what i realized too is then there's to to know that healing isn't just like it's not a it's not a one and done yeah it's it's not a destination yeah like sometimes i I mean i still do have uh you know like triggers that will come up or like trauma Mm -hmm. that comes up Mm -hmm. around these things and where I'm like, oh, I thought I, I thought I resolved this. I thought yeah. we were good. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, or or I'll meet certain people, and something about that connection will like, you know, spring up a trigger or a trauma, and um, where I'm like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> or maybe it's like a test from the universe, yeah, you right, know, where right. I'm like, okay, like. <laughs> Okay, we're, okay, we still have like work to do with this, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, absolutely, absolutely, but at least the awareness is like there now, you yeah. know. Whereas there's definitely very like, much okay. a before. There's a before <laughs> yeah. and after. Yeah. Um. Uh. Absolutely. And do you mind talking about the, what this big moment that happened in 2017, 2018? Yeah. So. Um, Going back to the cocaine game, okay, here we go. <laughs> the partying. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I wasn't like I I wasn't like nutso about it. Like there are people that are way more like you know I've seen, but I, just for me and like knowing myself, I, I it was an unhealthy balance. You know, I think like yeah, there's just I just knew it wasn't serving me. But basically, I um, I. I was depressed and I was anxious. Uh, again, it was like one of those things where I had this most of my life, and this is from like other past traumas that mm-hmm. just were never addressed or healed. Um, and so it was just like, you know, this unknowingness of I was like, I was just constantly like depressed and just kind of going through life motions, thinking like, oh, this is normal, you know, I'm just used mm. to this. Um, and then falling into these toxic you know, patterns and behaviors. And so, um, it really came to like, uh, like a climax in around like 2017. I was going to a lot of, um, shows and, uh, I was, you know, I would, you know, I would do Molly and I would do like mushrooms and LSD and not like a crazy amount, but I was doing them often enough to where it was like, you know, like, consistent and then I was I started um hanging out with this group of people and they did cocaine like every single weekend and I mean they were super fun of course (laughs) super fun um you know they were good people but 
Um, they had some really like bad behaviors and I um, also adopted those behaviors and um, I went into a relationship with a person who was also struggling in um, the same ways I was I believe and um, we were both just you know unconscious of it and he had a really severe cocaine addiction that I was totally unaware of like you know we were like partying and it was like this thing but it was like I don't know I was just so naive to it like mm. it was so new for me I was just like you know having fun and then before I knew it it's like there's cocaine every time we're like, you know, going somewhere or like at an event or a party or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're going to the, like the beach and there's, we're just having like a day and there's like, <laughs> gotta have cocaine. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, then I released. And then also our relationship through that became really toxic. And we were doing that whole, like, you know, we'd break up and then we'd get back together and then we'd break up and it was just became super, um, uh, volatile and mm -hmm. uh, and abusive and um, and then you know I I was trying my best to um, like do the right thing get out of it um, but it was just again these like unhealed parts of me that just kept coming back to this like really toxic thing um, and again I mean there's so much more to it like um, he, like, I had abusive tendencies towards him, too, but he also mm -hmm. was, like, um, very, like, manipulative and abusive and, like, had a very <laughs> severe drug addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and he was narcissistic, and mm -hmm. um, I was just totally, like, I was so depressed, and I was so, I was in such a dark place that it was like impossible. It felt impossible for me to like actually get out because that was like my only source of like love. He also like put me, my, he really played into like, um, my physical appearance. He also really mm. suffered. I realized this like through therapy that he also really suffered from, mm. um, body dysmorphic disorder. And so, but he would put me down and he would, um, comment mm. on my physical appearance a lot and so that just totally, you know, just oh, again. Oh, like a negative way? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes he would compliment me. Like, it's very, very um, strategic. Like, mm. the I learned is, like, um, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But, you know, like, so he would build me up when, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, it was serving him like yeah. whether it was like sex or to like get his way like for what we wanted to do for the day or just any way it could serve him it would like or if I was like you know gonna walk away or be down then he would like oh here's this love here's these compliments mm. but then a lot of the time it was like these little chipping away mechanisms mm. and a lot of times it was on my physical appearance and so that just like ate away even more with my like already like uh, lower lowered self-esteem so yeah, then right what happens is like in this abusive pattern you're then so suppressed and so like mentally depleted and down on yourself that this person is like the only your only source mm. of like happiness and Right. They have like control over you. Like, yeah. It's total manipulation. But yeah. so to get out of that relationship just was like, just felt impossible. Um, and basically what happened is it came to a halt of um, 
we yeah we had this like really terrible night and there was cocaine involved and um he uh attempted suicide in a really horrific uh mm-hmm. way and i found i ended up finding him the next day mm-hmm. um and you know luckily he survived um but it was like the yeah, it was like probably the craziest thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And it was like, you know, like one, like how, how am I here? Like, how is this my reality right now? Like I just found my like, you know, at the time partner, like literally like sliced open, Mm -hmm. like on his bed, like almost dead. And like, he's just totally gone, you know, like totally checked out and, like and what like this is my life like i'm why why am i creating this for myself like why am i doing this and so um that you know i mean it was inevitable at that point like i was so traumatized from that event i had like such severe pstd or ptsd Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and depression i mean i was i was then i was then super suicidal and Mm. um And yeah, it just like triggered so many things for me. Um, But luckily I, my family stepped in and um, I was able to see a really awesome therapist. Um, And I mean, it was still like, you know, it still took me time to like heal and, and, you know, move on from that relationship. Um, But like, I literally couldn't even go to, um, bars or be around people like drinking for a while because I would get so triggered around like um just thinking if they were doing drugs or I just mm. like, like it's it, like almost like you like a pretty, yeah the experience and like oh like can I even trust that these people are just yeah here yeah I drinking. just didn't, yeah I didn't feel safe like anywhere in those environments I just mm-hmm. it was like uh so it was it's almost like my ptsd kind of like saved me in a way but it was like right yeah interesting it also Mm -hmm. like put me in like an isolation phase for a while um but yeah i just kind of you know got to that point of like okay i just i'm done with these things like i what i'm not happy i'm so i'm so fed up with feeling this way i'm so sick of like viewing myself in this way and and um, continuing these toxic self-harm patterns. Yeah. Like I want fucking more for my life. Like I deserve more. And so just going down that path and, you know, it wasn't easy and it's, you know, I, I still have to be conscious of it and, but it like, you know, like it's so worth it. Like it's so, my life is so much better. Like, so I'm like, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, but it's hard to see how much better it could be when you're, like, stuck in that mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you didn't have as many... It sounded like you didn't have as many people to even, like, look up to. To see, yeah. like... Wait, like... Yeah, like I was if just the, hanging out with like, the wrong crowd. Exactly. It's yeah. like if you if you had, like, maybe, like, one friend in that scenario that you would see every once in a while. And they're... And you'd bring, like, oh, my life's like this, it's like this. And this person's, like whoa, that sounds, like, really hard, like, uh, I mean, I'm doing pretty good, like, yeah. you can see, like, uh, I don't know, like, yeah. um, my partner's over, you know, pretty, pretty often, things are going great there, got some friends, I went on this trip recently, and yeah. <laughs> you're like, 
Why is your life so stable? <laughs> yeah, I think it too, I was like always seeking this excitement. Like I was just always trying to fill this void within me of like, I need the next like exciting thing. Yeah, like I just, like that, that uh, awakens the nervous, the nervous system. Yeah, and stuff. like I just wasn't content with just, you know, like just being in my like life or like being yeah. in peace or I don't know. I just always needed it. It's like that. Cocaine, probably cocaine brains. <laughs> Maybe cocaine. It comes back to the cocaine. It's, it's just like quite a bit. You know, I just need more. I need this. I need this cooler experience. I need to like go to this show or like be with. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. And I was mm -hmm. around. And then my circle was that. You know, yeah. like it was just like these people who were pretty restless. You know, yes. who just needed needed that like more and more yeah. and more but it's not actually like serving you deep within exactly so it sounds like as you were like kind of reconnecting and dealing with um you know the the trauma the ptsd moments and uh and yeah and reconnecting with your body when did you discover ecstatic dance uh so i ex discovered ecstatic dance much before that probably like I would say like seven years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and, but my connection with it has evolved tremendously. And um, it had always been something that I would go to. And I found a lot of, um, you know, like healing in it through working through, you know, anything that was going on in my life. Um, but once that event occurred, ecstatic dance was like really the only so i had actually disconnected from ecstatic dance for mm. for a bit during that phase because i was like with these people and they weren't they were you know they yeah. were going to like clubs and yeah the um, cocaine crowd i'm yeah. guessing isn't they, the ecstatic like they dance, love to dance like, yeah. but um not ecstatic not sober and not yeah. ecstatically but um so yeah so i had lost touch with ecstatic dance during that time and then i rediscovered my connection and passion with ecstatic dance um because it was the really the only place that i've had an outlet to to you know express myself in these ways to like get down and um and how would you yeah. explain uh ecstatic dance to someone like get them a little up to speed as we're talking about yeah here. so uh to me ecstatic dance is a sober movement of uh self-expression and uh, you, because you're sober, uh, you're actually able to reach this state of ecstasy naturally in your brain, um, through like the chemicals that are being produced through dancing and, um, through movement and, uh, it's moving meditation and yeah, you're just ecstatic, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, um, it's just, I think for me, like when there's not those um, distractions of, because typical ecstatic dance guidelines are no talking on the dance floor, um, you know, respecting boundaries, consensual dancing. Uh, you're really here to have your own individualized experience. You're sober, um, no cell phones. And so if, if I didn't say that already, and so you're really present in this moment versus like being at a club, you're usually focused on like the DJ or like these other people or alcohol. Um, and so, yeah, you're going to a club to like have this really fun dance experience. But when you remove all those factors, 
you can really tap into like this potent medicine of dance um, and connect with yourself on this really deep level and connect with your body and your your energy flow and then also these other people and so it's just this really uh for me a really healing transformative experience uh that is like probably i would say like my number one mental health uh practice and do, like i don't know uh like i found exact dance because of burning man and that's a very specific kind of place that I had to go to um to find it and uh like what could you imagine it helping the world if like one person maybe one person just listening on this podcast that has never done ecstatic dance like tries it out do you think it's like potential to like really make a like a a potential change in life oh, yeah. if it's your number one <laughs> way yeah. of like for your mental health and processing yeah. things yeah. and releasing and coming back within yourself like mm-hmm. i don't know why not gang why not try it out <laughs> like out there yeah um and uh and so kind of it what have been maybe just a few moments that you've noticed like something big come up or like a big transformation through that experience yeah um well i would say like the biggest like why it's been so transformative for me or what i've experienced with it is that when i first started going to them um i was really uncomfortable like i was really uncomfortable (laughs) i would go and and you know each ecstatic dance is different so each community of you know is different where you go and uh I was going to ones where there was this like formed community and everyone just seemed so comfortable in their bodies and I was not comfortable in my body at the time and um you know I always enjoyed music and dance but I was not comfortable dancing in a room full of people like this without these masks on you know Mm. of of alcohol or I love it yeah Yeah. and so just really um like having to be present and just and just being like comfortable with like being uncomfortable and through just going back each time and also being inspired by these people who were there like it was like wow they look so free and they look so like just joyful and um and just in touch with themselves and comfortable so it's like having seeing seeking that basically and being like i want that for myself um kind of kept me coming back and it's like i think anytime you do a wellness practice that is truly um, beneficial for you whether you recognize it at the time or not your body and your mind and your spirit recognizes it and it will continue to call Mm -hmm. itself back into your experience Mm -hmm. um i think if it's truly good for you and that's what ecstatic dance did for me it was like it just like it just felt like something i just you know felt called to keep experiencing and just yeah and just over time just showing up i would just get i just got more comfortable you know i just i would start moving my body in different ways or i would play with like certain um energy and like um mind body connection uh you know work and and whatnot like through my dance and and just you know 
through that process of just showing up mm -hmm. and I just got more comfortable and then that would transform into like you know being more comfortable with my in my body in my day-to-day -day life and just gaining more confidence and yeah, I would say d ecstatic dance like the I think the biggest thing takeaway for me has been the transformation of my confidence and my um mm. and my just comfortability and my body and the way I move mm -hmm. and and to not worry because I think a lot of um, lack of confidence comes for me at least comes from fear of judgment of others and mm -hmm. what they're going to perceive of me and I also notice this theme with a lot of people in dancing mm -hmm. is they're like so worried about what others are going to think of them dancing and I think that's why going to like a club can be yeah. really easy for people because they've got this you know, alcohol or drugs or whatever to like take their mind off of it. Um, so when you show up to an ecstatic dance and you don't have those things, you, I think initially your mind goes to, Oh my gosh, these people are like watching me or what if I do this thing? But it's, yeah. it's what's beautiful about ecstatic dance is that literally no one's, no one cares. No one's there. Yeah. Everyone's there for themselves. So if you can just get out of the mindset of thinking like, people are watching me and get into the mindset of like, no, actually everyone's focused on themselves and we're here to have this like really cool experience. Mm -hmm. Um, then it like totally takes the pressure off and you can actually yeah. like enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, anyway, it's just like once you, then you can go other places and you're just like so comfortable, like, cause you're just, it's, it's just practice. You just get used to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love the, um, that that confidence, like, Taylor and I haven't exact danced together yet. Not yet. Um, and uh, and yet, um, like all of uh, your posts, especially on Instagram, like I love seeing other people just dancing, and especially yeah. doing exact dance because it's there's so much that I learn from seeing um, other people do things. You know, I'm in like the movement community in general yeah. and stuff like the Edo Portel kind of stuff, and like there's so much like watching and then copying and stuff and even like this was like a great example is like i saw your um your twerking video oh and that was like so dope because you even like mentioned how it was like oh it's like good for the root chakra it's like shaking off worrying and like doubts and stuff and i just really it made me Im immediately like after being like this is a great video and like I need to start twerking more. Hell yeah. Like, I was just like, I was just like, what if I did a video where like I Please. recorded myself and like my butt, like oh my gosh, jiggling, yes. like that could be some good stuff. Yeah, that would be, be really some good stuff. stuff. Um, yeah. And, and so like, it, it's amazing seeing that confidence come through um, just so clearly in your posts has been amazing. Oh, and so like, it's just a very much like a testament to, to working, like, starting from a place of body dysmorphia disorder. It's like, and whoever's, like, watching on YouTube right now, it's like, we got Taylor right now, very beautiful human, like, duh. Um, and so, like, how, like, how is it, like, the, the whole range of, like, what you've gone through is just so inspirational, like, so amazing. Like, and, and now, what people don't know yet <laughs> is that Taylor puts on ecstatic dances into hey. coma. Yes. And how did that start happening? Uh, cause I'm obsessed with ecstatic dance. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, um, and also because, I mean, so Tacoma does have a conscious dance um, that happens here, and there is a community here, but um, I'm just someone where I love, I just love bringing people together. It's, like, where I just find my, like, passion and heart. So, and just cultivating a space to invite people into. And for me also, uh, I I love going to different ecstatic dances and I've, I've traveled and been to different ones and they each have kind of their own unique component and community. And mm -hmm. so I just was really inspired. Like, I want to create my own, you know, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to cultivate, you know, this, this new community and, and also something for me is, um, I just noticed sometimes I'd go to ecstatic dances and sometimes they can, the way they're, um, structured can turn some people, some groups of people off who mm -hmm. maybe are not new to this world. You know, a lot of times there's very, um, there's just a lot of like, you know, people might call it like hippie or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, different practices that maybe aren't as accustomed in Western culture. Mm -hmm. And so it can, I think, really sometimes turn off some people. And I just don't want to do that because I think ecstatic dance is like truly medicine. And so and an amazing experience that I want people to feel really welcomed into. So for and also I really love I love going to like dope-ass shows and mm -hmm. um, I just really wanted to uh, blend those two worlds and kind of create an ecstatic dance that felt um, just like more modern and mm -hmm. uh, and really welcoming to anyone no matter what like level you were at uh, and yeah just kind of bring like a new element to ecstatic dance Wonderful. Um, blending with like that kind of club aspect, but in a sober, you know, safe environment. Yeah. So kind of, uh, I'm guessing there's kind of, um, always DJing, like DJing live, mm -hmm. like instead of maybe playlists. Yeah, um, exactly. That's really and, big for me. Um, because then it's like, oh yeah, like there's like the person's on instead of like yeah. this music's playing and like, I don't know where it's coming from. Like yeah. who's like, who's controlling this stuff is there are there things being like thrown in live? Like. Um, and, uh, cause yeah, I could see that contextually because I know the first time I did it and, uh, I was at Burning Man, you know, of course, so I'm already in very much the open mind, but I was not used to, it's a floor music is playing and people aren't talking. I don't know why people aren't talking, mm. you know, like, but, um, Oh, was that your like first ecstatic dance experience? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. And so oh, I, I just knew like, knew, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Right. Yeah. That's it. It, uh, it was a great, great introduction. Um, but like, and like the music was a little more like, I was like, this is pretty different than mm -hmm. what I'm yeah, normally totally. used to. And so I could see, and I know what I've, um, kind of brought uh, recently to my community and my like um, exact dance set list was kind of that that merging of like my uh, like kind of very vast knowledge of electronic music but also um, knowing where kind of the spiritual intertwinings yeah. can, can come to play in that in that realm um, which uh, I know like more people that I know that haven't joined you know <laughs> the exact dance movement basically um, would kind of want to have to feel uh, kind of more like comfortable, like dipping their toes in more. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing too, is that with ecstatic dance, um, the, the, and why for me, it's so important to have a DJ who's connected to and understands like the flow and, um, intention behind ecstatic dance mm -hmm. is that the music is such a powerful tool to, to move us through different emotions or, um, just, yeah, just movement. And so mm -hmm. if you have someone who really understands this, the potency of that flow and how mm -hmm. you can like move, help, uh, move people through this experience with sounds or, um, you know, certain tones, like it just has this, it has such a bigger impact, um, than, you know, just like listening to just like good, you know, like you can just listen to good music, you know, but if you, right. if you experience an ecstatic dance with a DJ who is well-versed in understanding how to like evoke, you know, certain emotions out of the dancers, uh, and guide them in this like journey, it just becomes like, you're just like, <laughs> so that's really yeah. important for me. Um, you know, is at least with the ones I'm hosting is like, uh, you know, making sure that connections there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great that you've, you've taken it to the next level with that. And it's, uh, called ecstatic dance Tacoma. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And yeah. I'll be posting the, the links to everything Yay. in the, in the description and stuff. Yeah. It's just so great. I'm so excited to see where all that goes, um, and to be a part of it and to collaborate Yay. on things. It's so exciting. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> And, and I just want to like also bring back to um, uh, your workshop that you held yesterday in Green Lake. And um, what I love, um, what I've loved through my research and through the, the, the course that I've created and when I'm coaching others is doing um, journal prompts and like kind of like a guided meditation. Mm -hmm. And last, last night you were also serving cacao and, uh, I would love to your, <laughs> cacao. um, cacao, cacao. <laughs> um, uh, your kind of intro for those that don't know what cacao is, um, and how it can be used in kind of more ceremonial, um, experience and help, uh, facilitate transformation as well. Yeah. Um, so cacao is, it's chocolate, but it's sacred chocolate and special. So, um, it's a plant-based heart opening medicine. Um, it's really good for, so it's slightly psychoactive. It's not like going to get you, um, like high, like if you were to take, you know, like mushrooms or something, but there are different dosages of it. Um, and it's really good for, uh, you know, it helps evoke creativity it has a lot of magnesium in it so mm. it's just good for mm. brain function uh and yeah it's just beautiful it's they, they say there's like a spirit of c cacao and so mm. um it's really important to one where you're sourcing your cacao making sure that it's um you know from a authentic source that respects the cacao <laughs> and uh and then also that when you're using it you're it's really powerful to set intentions with it and treat it as you know like a medicine and so uh like for instance the example we or the intention we set last night or what i like really like to set is um uh where i kind of want the 
cacao to help in my body, which is usually focused around my heart, mm -hmm. um, to help, you know, open up my mind and my heart, my body, uh, to cultivate like, you know, loving, uh, environments, experiences, interactions, feelings and thoughts, and then always giving gratitude to the cacao too. Mm. And, yeah. um, yeah, those are just what I do. There's, you can, you know, find sources on YouTube and, you know, there's other people who do, um, you know, work with cacao and can teach you more about it. So, but yeah, Beautiful. but you, um, you can use it in your date, like literally every single day. And like, it's really great for, um, uh, like a morning practice, um, setting an intention with it and just doing, you know, like journaling, meditation, um, music, uh, and then you can also use it in like a ceremonial mm -hmm. uh, way as well with like a group. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's great to know that it can be used every day. I could almost, um, as you're saying that, I almost thought of um, uh, people that might be trying to transition off of coffee or caffeine. Yeah, um, for because sure. that was actually my first time last night oh, uh, taking cool. cacao, which is really cool. Like hey, I thought, how I, like, was it? I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I love that you um, offered to take it straight, and I because I love to take things straight just to like experience that. Like I'm just like I want the pureness yeah. uh, of that experience. And I could totally just experience, um, I experienced kind of like a lot of warmth and just mm -hmm. kind of like, even like kind of another layer of gentleness, I would yes. say. Uh, yes. It's just like, yeah, just focusing on that like heart opening. It's like, yeah. the heart's definitely like pretty darn open these days. And yeah, still yeah, like, yeah. still like coming on to like more gentleness, like more mm -hmm. letting go. Some of the things that we wrote down in the, in the realm of, um, uh, what were the, the drainers? Oh yeah. Um, it helped me like kind of like let go of the drainers slash like give like forgiveness to them. Um, and, uh, and, and be gentle with that. And, and almost, uh, in, in, in the realm of, um, cause cause we did, um, what was it? It was 10 things that we love about ourselves. Yeah. Uh, then 10 drainers, mm -hmm. um, 10 energizers mm -hmm. and then 10, uh, things that we dream slash desire. Yeah. And I loved how I was able to, um, on each one, especially, you know, starting off with the like things that I love my, about myself, like just bring like, Oh, this, like I would like, when I would read them and write them down, I was able to have like an extra moment of like pause and like, uh, almost like savoring like that oh. of, of those moments and then especially once we got to the end of like dreams and desires um i think i shared that i was able to access like new parts of like the dream um like forward future manifestation stuff because like i felt like i was more tapped into like the the feel like you know you mentioned at many points like the feeling of yeah. what it would be like to have that. And that's what I've been kind of researching and reading lately is tapping into the feeling of what it would be like to have that mm -hmm. thing or like live that, that moment. And so I could, I was just definitely seeing how like cacao could help aid in that, 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 um, uh, experience of feeling into that, that future, uh, manifestation in that life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just like, once we're able, and you can open your heart in so many other ways, you know, there's like, which we also did last night with breath work, affirmations, yeah. meditation, m movement in the body, like, you know, yoga. I mean, there's so much you can do to open your heart center. Um, 
but cacao is just really a nice um, assistant in that of like, you know, just opening. And then when you're when your heart is in this open space, that's really when things just. I mean, your heart is the key to like all oh. of divine manifestation, I mm -hmm. believe. And so mm -hmm. when we're open like that, we're open to receiving. We're open to. Um, visualizing like a grander picture and it's more limitless and mm -hmm. uh, it's just yeah it's just I just feel like it's just open heart and open mind is just you know allows so much amazing possibilities that is, so, <laughs> that is so that is so great I think that was one of the most diverse hour and a half workshops I've ever been a oh, part of. And I love yay. that. I love that about, uh, about workshops. It was and the, the first one. <laughs> yeah. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. That you, it's like, thank you for being uh, the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, when I put on uh, my first hour and a half workshop in, in June, what I loved, uh, that what I also kind of had this intention of like, like packing it with multiple different ways of, of, of different journalings of like education, some movement, some dance. I loved when we kind of slowly started rocking back and forth. You started like, I could, I cause like I've been, you know, well versed in exact dance for a while now. And so I'm like, I drop in like real quick and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. But I could see how some others might not know how to experience that as yeah. well. And it was like such a great gentle, um, emergence and nurturing of the, that type of movement. And oh, so, yay, cool. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Well done to that <laughs> <laughs> as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll be doing that in Seattle um, for when, every Wednesday for yeah. the next coming little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'm also looking for um, space in Tacoma. So, Sweet. yeah, just developing these and being able to offer them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. To more people. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, and <laughs> Taylor, why is it important not to drink tap water anymore? <laughs> like, what? What is? What is drinking tap water? How is that holding us as humanity back? Because the government's brainwashing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I'm kidding. But um, she's just the right amount of kidding right now. Um. Well, so there's a lot of stuff that's like put into our tap water that um to make it safe to drink but she did an air quote <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's actually there's actually some really harmful stuff in it for us um like chlorine and fluoride and other sediments and um harmful bacteria and uh yeah there's just and even in living in washington we actually have like really good water compared to I mean our water is soft and um much more clean than if you were to go to like California or Arizona mm -hmm. um where it just like looks and tastes really gross at least our water our tap water it like tastes pretty drinkable you know mm -hmm. um but um but if once you're able to not drink tap water anymore and you can find a pure source, you can really um, do a cleanse in your body and your mind. And then I think once you're able to have that shift, you can really realize, oh my gosh, this thing that I'm consuming every single day um, is actually aiding in a lot of uh, disease in my body. 
-hmm. And, you know, even if you're a healthy person, uh, there, your body could be functioning at just such more optimal health if you were to find a better source of water. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so like, what, what are our options out there? We got, uh, I know I, I drink spring water. There's, um, what, like Berkey water filters mm -hmm. are one. There's potentially like buying bottled alkaline water. Um, yeah, which that's like a whole nother topic. That's a, that's a whole nother topic. I mean, we should topic. talk about it, but yeah. yeah. But, or, or just, and then I just want to know like that you, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. There's, um, what was the, what was this other one that I had that was, it was something with a, um, like a fuel in it. I'm not remembering at this moment, but, um, I just getting, giving like also a chance to talk about, uh, the, your, the water that you prefer yeah. to, to drink. Um, just to, cause I didn't know about it, um, before you were posting about it as well. So. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So Kangen water is the water Seth's referring to. That's mm -hmm. my preferred water source. Uh, I'm totally obsessed with it. Uh, so Kangen water is, it comes from a medical grade water ionizer. Um, they're made in Japan and uh, it attaches to your faucet and it filters out chlorine and other harmful sediments. It does filter out some chlorine or some fluoride. If you want full fluoride out, then you would just need to add a pre-filter, which is really simple to add on. Uh, but what's so special about these machines, they're different than like reverse osmosis or spring water. Um, it actually puts the water through a process of electrolysis. Uh, so the water becomes alkaline with a higher pH, um, which is highly detoxifying for the body. Um, and it, it also electrifies the water. So it's almost the same effect. It's like the same effect as if lightning were to strike water. Um, like it literally wow. mimics that. Wow. So, um, <laughs> so it changes the molecular structure of the water. Mm -hmm. It... Uh, makes it abundant in hydrogen, molecular hydrogen. Um, so this water is is negatively charged. It has um, a high negative ORP, which is really important. Um, ORP. Yeah. So it. Um, so. Frick! What is it? I forgot what it stands for. Um, oxidized, oxidizing reduction potential. There it is. Oxidization reduction potential. Um, and so like, if you look at, uh, like sports drinks or, uh, pop or even like Dasani, like bottled waters, they actually have, um, like a positive ORP and you want negative. Ooh, um, okay. and we want, we are, our bodies, we need more electrons. And so mm -hmm. you want a negative ORP. So this water is negatively charged water. Um, the molecular structure has been changed. So it's microclustered. So the water molecules are actually smaller. And so they can penetrate your cells mm -hmm. and give you optimal hydration. So mostly anyone <laughs> who is not drinking this water is experiencing dehydration or their bodies in a high state of acidity um, just from the foods we naturally consume even if you're a healthy individual um, mm -hmm. so 
This water is uh, anti-oxidizing, it's anti-aging, it's anti-inflammatory, uh, it's it has a surplus of healthy minerals and benefits and it's just incredible like it's literally transformative and i believe like truly healing um and high vibrational water awesome <laughs> yeah, it's really that's cool. that's so fantastic and um uh i i just like just it'll be great to to know that like you guys can hit taylor up for more yeah. about the, more information about this i'm you know i'm just learning about this and um i've just only in the last year have become like more kind of obsessed with the water that I drink and more careful yeah. and, and uh, how it's another element of, of cleansing and, and totally. being and being pure. It's like when I, I stopped drinking alcohol, I stopped having okay. caffeine, I like stopped like smoking weed, I yeah. like stopped drinking soda. I mean, stopped oh drinking gosh, soda a yeah. long time ago, but like, yeah. um, but still it's like every new layer of yeah. keeping my body like cleansed and pure um has been so huge and like yeah. if, and even though the the effects might not be felt right away that they do like just start to gradually come in and it's like oh my gosh what a difference yeah that this has been made for myself um so yeah so i'm really excited that you're sharing that with the world and also is kangan is it like made from a guy named dr kangan or something dr kangan <laughs> <laughs> um donkey kong king uh donkey king uh yeah no um but it's but there's actually the doctor who invented um the colonoscopy uh, -huh. uh he like prescribes his patients to drink this water before a procedure what? because of how highly detoxifying and cleansing it is um and i mean there's tons of other doctors that are like that i'm actually um i have an interview with a naturopath um who also recommends this that his patients drink this water um and you can like go online and you can search like kongan water and whatever like uh you know health thing mm -hmm. um or issue or disease and there's so many testimonials like especially with like eczema or um or depression anxiety um fibromyalgia uh migraines uh like cholesterol uh, blood levels uh it really helps with that um mm -hmm. i mean weight loss like it's it's just totally balancing and it's um the more I learn, and I'm still learning about it, um, but the more I learn about it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that just makes sense. And mm -hmm. um, for me, I mean, we are water, like depending on, you know, your body type and your age and all that stuff. I mean, you're about like anywhere between like 70 to 80%, if not more like water mm -hmm. and, and our minds too, it's like 83% water. And so if you're dehydrated, I mean that this is water is literally and good water, not, not just any mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like the basis of our vitality. So, you know, I just, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, I've, I've had spiritual experiences <laughs> with this water. I'm like, wow. this is like, if I know I'm doing like one thing right, it's <laughs> drinking this water because, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Like what it just, what it does for you. So awesome. Yeah. That's so, that's but, so great. That's, yeah. that's, oh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that <laughs> and happy to know that it's out there and like, wow, naturopaths. And I know, Gosh, like even like I know that um, 
Just I, I just know people that have like that microfiber. Yeah, arthritis. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, and I just I think about maybe recommending it to them. We'll see. Oh my gosh, yeah, and it's and like anyone that I've come in contact with that has these that has a machine, like we just want to share the the abundance of this water because it is so life changing that it's mm -hmm. like, you know like I have this machine, so I have a surplus of this water. So I'm mm -hmm. happy to share it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like, I just want to help, um, improve others health and lives in any way that I, I can. And I believe that this water is a direct source to that. And so it's like, I'm just happy to share it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, if you want it, you know, it's here. And I, I just know so many people that are like that too. And I mean, it does, the machine also does other cool stuff. It produces different types of water. And mm -hmm. so there's like a beauty water, which is really great for plants. And you can wash your face with it. It's helped mm. heal a lot of just drinking the water and doing that has helped um, heal. I used to have really bad cystic acne. What? Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's amazing. It's really, it's amazing for skin and hair. And um, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, and then, yeah, it also, there's, uh, other ones that replaces like household cleaners and, uh, like degreaser. You can wash, uh, plants with, or, um, vegetables with it to remove pesticides. Oh my it, gosh. It's so my roommate said that might, yeah. uh, might be really good for. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, and then also you're not consuming, um, single use plastic water bottles mm -hmm. ever. So right. it's just incredible. Um, yeah, I'm just like wow. Okay, that's I'm so just exciting. Like, yeah, water, this is like, yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. I'll get that's you. So I'll get great. you some. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's so great. Um, Taylor, is there anything in the realm of self love that you also would like to share? Like anything else that like comes to mind that might be beneficial for someone that's having a hard time out there mm. loving themselves. Uh, yeah. Um, I just think that I think for me as someone who is on this journey of, you know, always just trying to develop more self-love, um, and coming from a place where I had, I would say hardly any, um, at a point seeing other people practicing self-love was really like, it just seemed like this unachievable thing or like, mm -hmm. it just seemed like, Oh, these people are innately born with this. Or, you know, I was always like, Oh, they just have good families or they just mm. have been brought up in these ways that have supported them in that. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, that's true for a lot of people, but, uh, what I'm discovering is that, you know, you, you are the only one that can change your circumstances that can like save yourself. And, um, by just wanting to have, like just wanting to better your life in any way is the greatest act of self love. So even just like having the thought of wanting mm. to shift, mm. I think is to just acknowledge that that is self love. Like, so you have self love it's in there, it's in you. Um, and it's just about, this journey and it's just taking it day by day, step by step and, um, and just slowly uncovering this love that is within you. It's in with 
all of us, but it's just been, um, if you're lacking it or you're not feeling it at the time, it's only because you've been either raised or conditioned or traumatized um, to like not be in touch with that or not recognize that. So um, if you, I don't know, I'm just encouraging that, you know, if it's something you're struggling with or you just don't see how these people feel this way, uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that it's something that can absolutely be learned and, and trained in yourself and practiced and uh, it's a process and you know I think just by taking any sort of initiative it just recognizing that that is a huge form of self-love mm -hmm. and just going and just going from there of like oh I do I do love myself you mm -hmm. know so beautiful <laughs> beautiful Taylor thank you thank you so much for sharing uh, your experiences your knowledge uh, your wisdom through what you've learned uh, and that you are you are uh, expanding love uh, and that you are love and that uh, it's that it's only it's only spreading the positivity. So, Hell thanks. Yeah. Thank you. What a treat. <laughs> Taylor, everyone. Love oh my gosh, what an absolute treat of an episode. It's been such a fun time collaborating with Taylor, going to her workshops, gonna continue to go to her events, and we've even collaborated to host a dance this Saturday in Seattle, Wallingford Playfield, 6 p.m. It's gonna be August 15th. We're gonna be rocking it. She's bringing the DJ set and uh, also workshop uh, at the beginning. So uh, we're just magnifying the love, my friends. It's happening every day. So figure out another way in which you can love yourself today. Hmm? I mean, why not? And until next time, my friends, love yourselves out there. Blast into self-love, the journey to revolutionizing your inner world. The online course by Seth Pearson of Love Amped is available now at loveamped.com. In this program, you will evolve to a fully self-compassionate version of yourself by identifying and growing in self-love areas that have been holding you back for years, maybe even your entire life. We will learn about the concepts surrounding emotions and how to address those emotions through journaling and self-reflection. We will face our fears to transmute them into positive thought patterns that stick for life. All this in 15 easy-to-understand sections with videos, journaling, and exercises for you to try at home. Blast into self-love. The journey to revolutionizing your inner world. The online course by Seth Pearson of Love Amped is available now at loveamped.com. This was Love Amped, a podcast by Seth Pearson. Check out loveamped.com for more info on today's topic.